Welcome to On the Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 65 for the 20th of December 2007. Well, hi James. Hi Ian, how's it going? It's going well. This is our last podcast for 2007. And is it 65? It's 65. Wow. Pension time. <laughs> Definitely pension time. <laughs> <laughs> retiring while we're, while we're ahead. Uh, so but we're not retiring. No, no. We'll be back. We'll yeah. be back in, uh, in 2008. Yeah. Hopefully trying to squeeze in a, a quick episode before uh, CES. Indeed. Um, and we will no doubt be flooded with press releases and try and sift the wheat from the chaff. Indeed. Try and make the most of everything that's thrown at us and... Mm. Try and work out what is really happening in the world of broadcast and entertainment technology. Indeedy. And a bit of a free-flowing show today as we try and look a little bit back at 2007, see what did happen, didn't happen. And then uh, we didn't write a script. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that would that also be the trick. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, and also look at what we reckon is going to happen in 2008. Yeah, so it's been a bit of... Um kind of acquisition news today there's a bit of news of consolidation in the set-top box market which is kind of the, one of the yes. areas that we work in um where it's fairly typical i guess the number five and number seven player in the world have got together and become the number two player wow um so that's pace has done a reverse it's a reverse merger or something right with, with the that's right, pace division of phillips handed over a stack of shares, shares to phillips and a bit of cash over time Right. And I believe they've got the rights to use the Philips brand on set-top boxes oh, for a right. period of three years. Okay. Um, and they're doing a lot of, there's a lot of some residential gateway stuff in there as well. So they're, they're changing. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, I know Pace has been a bit of a roller coaster ride, share price-wise. Yeah, um, they have struggled a bit and then they've kind of come back. So it's quite an innovative so move. For that them, that so. makes them number two, is that right? Yeah, behind Thompson. Wow. So, uh, that's, uh, I mean, Thompson have an innate in advantage because they own... Well, they have some ST own Thompson or Thompson own ST. What's the no, deal? No, no, no. There is, um, there's no relationship. No, Thompson's. They, yeah, right. they have a chip to zip division in Thompson. Right. Um, but they're they're fairly. I think the advantage they have is they've got um, lock-ins through various arrangements with Directv, which is the largest satellite ah, broadcaster. Okay. So, so they, they, they can't lose really. They get fifty percent of that business. Right. No matter what. No matter what. Okay. I guess so. Uh, and I suppose the the set of box business is fairly. There's huge numbers of people working in that business. A lot of them are just ODMs from Taiwan, Korea, and China who are yeah. flooding the market with the DTV yeah. adapters Yep, the, for Freeview and the like, which you can now get for $20, $30 or something. So it's, uh, I guess there's probably quite a, an exponential drop-off in numbers as you go down that curve. <laughs> yeah, of, I mean, right. if you get the... Is it, I think I said it was five and seven getting together to be number two. Yeah. It's obviously quite a, a drop-down in volume there, so... Um, see how that goes. Another bit of acquisition news was, again, DirecTV uh, bought the IPR stuff from um, Replay, who some of you may remember. Replay TV, yeah, that's right. Years ago was the major competitor for TiVo. For TiVo, yeah. In the US. What happened um, to them? They kind of... They kind of... I think they, they sold their IPR to a company called Sonic Blue, and then right. they were bought by DNM in, in Japan, mm-hmm. Denon and Marantz. Right. And so DirecTV bought the IPR from Denon and Marantz. Um, thought, what are we do with, yeah, and I guess it's some kind of IPR ploy. Obviously, Directv's got a lot of DVRs. They want to right. have something there which they can use as so a. It sounds like a sort of a, a sword and shield for when <laughs> when Castivo right. just run this case with um with Star. Yes. So I don't know how much Directv play paid, but probably less than 
Echo Star paid yes, Tebow for the, yes. the time warp um, yep. thing. So um, I'm guessing that's defensive. Also, they do at the moment. I think the only product they have is something on on PC. So it's a PC DVR. That's true. They do have the PC thing. They do have a bunch of subscribers. Uh, yeah, they're, they're still yeah. using the the replay TV service and still getting EPG data. Yeah, uh, but but that's what these TiVo basically and, and replay are selling EPG data. Yes. So um, yes, I mean that is fundamentally their business. They don't make yeah. any money out of the hardware. So exactly. Um, but I guess they'll still people. It's a strong brand. Certainly, TiVo is. People mm. will want one. It's a great. Christmas. It's a great name. You know. Yeah, and it's it's you know a hundred dollars or something plus subscription for life. Um, that's not a bad proposition if, if you think that's what you want. Mm. Um, so that's the kind of businessy type of news. Um, there's a few yep. more things going on, uh, I guess, in the... When IPTV, you've got a story here about O2 after having an amazing success of a trial in the Czech Republic. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I guess always dubious about this because if it's free... Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'll have a lot of stuff for free. Um, Look, I, I think, I mean, switching into content delivery, I, I guess I wanted to talk about the fact that my prediction for 2008 is that we're going to see a bunch of people you would never expect get into delivering television. Because they've all of a sudden worked out that the, the internet gives you a pipe. If you can do something about the fact that, you know, you've got latency and bandwidth issues and all that sort of stuff, if you can solve that... Yep. Then all of a sudden you've got another platform to keep people locked in, another way of bundling, uh, another part of the bundle which gives an operator another reason to keep people locked into them. The challenge there is you've got a convergence from different ends of the business. So you've got the telco saying, oh, we'll give people free TV. And you've got the, mm-hmm. the TV guy saying, he's just devalued my product to nothing. I'll <laughs> yep. make his nothing yep. and I'll give free telephony. Yep. And suddenly the consumer's impression that media, both delivery and consumption, is free. Mm-hmm. Um Something's got to give there. Yep. There's going to be a lot of um, blood on the dance floor uh, <laughs> after, after the night's over. But yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the convergence challenges is each end of the business. Anyone can kind of do anything, whether they can actually make it convergent other than just a single bill, even that's hard enough. Yep. Um, I mean, so that has its own issues. But I think, I think the, the thing that's coming out here is that uh, we're looking at uh, the real convergence, which is the convergence of the data over the one pipe. So we're seeing the television, the telephony, the internet, all over the one pipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it distributed in different ways among, uh, around the home, but businesses trying to take advantage of uh, the fact that they can, uh, they can get different types of data, label it differently, and charge extra for it uh, from the one supplier. Yeah. And I think you've got other people, like wacky companies, who can just say, oh, the technology's not too tough. I can just go and buy the rights to content. And I can yeah. make myself a. I think it's happened in India. I can't remember the name of the company. They bought lots of Bollywood titles, right? And suddenly became the largest content provider on wow. the internet of stuff because you just once you have the rights, you can you can do that. So, mm. um, so maybe that means that the, the you know the popular pieces of content. Uh, you know, people still want to pay. For, uh, still happy to pay for content if they want it. Um, like, uh, I think uh, like the, the the classic case in Australia being that because everything uh, was always six months out. Yeah. People would download it over BitTorrent Indeed, rather than yeah. actually wait for it. They'd be happy to pay for it, but it was just easier. It. They can't actually pay for it. They can't find someone to hand their cash over to get it yeah, yeah. when they want it. Um, and I think that's the frustrating thing, I guess, for, for all of us. And certainly, uh, I mean, I think that's one of the biggest flops of 2007. IPTV hasn't really... Yeah, I think... It's like, whoa, it IPTV. It's like not really happening at the moment. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, Microsoft still has been waving the flag. I mean, I know I've had a few updates on my my uh, BT IPTV thing. Um, allegedly, they said that all oh, this free content available now, but that's download to the PC and it's like ancient, really? like 
you know, almost not bottom shelf in the video store, the stuff you have to sort of lift up the hatch and look underneath what they've kept <laughs> instead. You know, ancient material that you could watch there. So. Well, I mean, there's, there's an interesting fact that I learned over the last few weeks is that the, the actual set-top box used by BT, uh-huh. the estimate uh, for the cost is around $250 mm. to make that box. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, the user interface may well be nice. Uh, how big is the hard disk in it? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But I mean, when the, don't forget that box now is two years old, so it'll be fully depreciated next year. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I think that's probably the, the problem they've got as a business. They must have bought a stack load of these. Absolutely. And, and $250 is a very expensive set of box yeah. at the end of the day. So trying to make a business model out of that is And I also heard one hard. of the dangers there is that the, they've got some issues there because it's got some fairly early release chips in it, which are first spin. Right. And, and you can't it. download new chips, <laughs> so there's right. a lot of workarounds, and you know, mm. then you've got a battle between the software vendor going, well, I'm not going to fix that software bug because it's only in the old hardware. You get new hardware, and they go, but I've yep. got a warehouse full of these things with yep. old hardware, in, you know, um, which slows development down, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, Okie dokie. We had a little story here about um, we've got a digital switch offers started this year in the UK as well. We've had yep. a few things just sort of suddenly disappearing, the changeover to digital. Um, now, I, I do want to let everyone know that in Whitehaven in uh, the UK there hasn't yeah. been earthquakes or volcanoes <laughs> or any sort of natural disasters anyone notice uh, it's, uh, they only it's switched off it was a fairly limited switch off um, but well, now it's all off now so there is no no analogue television in Whitehaven in the UK at all all digital I haven't heard yeah. much. It's obviously yeah, it was a bit of a damp squib. Nothing kind of really happened, did it? It just kind of was a bit like you know, Y2K. <laughs> so when <laughs> they're going to gonna start having like HD TV, I mean, there's there's the talk now of putting HD TV over the terrestrial network. That's been agreed. It'll happen. Really? So um, that's 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 the deal. Yeah, but it yeah. won't happen until the spectrum is available. So <laughs> right. So <laughs> it will happen eventually. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, the the article you've got here talks about what uh, uh, what the regulator Ofcom is is trying to work out what to do with the spectrum. I mean. Mm. This is this is the once in a century opportunity, really. Uh, Spectrum just doesn't come around every, mm. you know, really. But there's been a consultation on this for some time because there was this. They've they made a lot That's of right, assumptions. They put some stuff and, out. Got some and every every month, someone comes up with a new use for Spectrum. Well, there's so many things you can do with it. Indeed. I mean, the <laughs> things that they're trying to do now are national digital terrestrial TV in high or standard definition, which is really free view. Mm-hmm. Uh, cognitive radio, a new wireless technology that can deliver broadband. There you go. Sounds <laughs> like HD Fetching radio. You know what radio was. Yeah. Uh, high-speed mobile broadband and mobile TV. Uh, local television. 25 new local TV stations across the UK. So they can try to encourage community television, uh, HD. People wandering around in their underpants, drinking <laughs> lager, saying, ah, <laughs> TV. Fantastic. There'll be lots of... If Whitehaven's a, f- a historic town and harbour, and it's fishing is famous for. So there'll be lots of, right. like, what I caught on my boat today channels and things like that. That'd be really exciting. Fantastic. Uh, and I guess the other thing that's interesting is that Ofcom are offering to use the white space between channels, which uh, now a- analog television is traditionally very noisy. So it's got, you know, in terms of the bell curve of where the frequencies are actually well, located, also because it's quite they've wide. had to reuse a lot of there's lots of lots of small TV mm-hmm. transmitters in the UK, mm-hmm. so and they tend not to separate. They keep them quite separate. Yep. But as digital, you've got better coverage, so you can use less transmitters, which should give you yep. more or less white space. I thought, uh, white, what's this funny Teletubby thing? It <laughs> doesn't really work well on a podcast, but there is a... There's a picture of a Teletubby. I guess this is the switch-off thing for the UK. There's some right. mascot. There's always a mascot, isn't there? Right. So it looks like a Teletubby with a television and a big Teletubby on acid on with his like really wide pupils <laughs> and uh, cauliflower ears, wide pupils, and a tick on his tummy. Well, he's been switched off, you see, so tick, he's done. <laughs> <laughs> he's done. I don't know where that came from. They must have paid thousands for that. Millions, probably. Yes. Um, 
what else is happening off this switchy off stuff? Well, I think um, that, I think for next year we're going to start seeing. I mean, two thousand and nine. When's when's the actual auction going to happen? I mean, the auction in the in the US is happening in two thousand and eight. I don't know when the one for. Well, I guess when they switched it off, which is going to be at twenty twelve. Kind of yeah, but the auction is happening early, like before the, the government's going to. The government's yeah. going to like take the cash now. Take the cash now. So two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Cuts see coming up in the UK then. <laughs> That's yeah. right. I mean, when they auctioned the three D three G spectrum, they raised raised something like twenty five billion pounds. Yeah. Uh, so I can't. I can't even imagine how which much has, money I think killed this the wireless spectrum. data business in in, yep, well, in sure Europe. It's just so like there's no way of profiting from that. Yeah. Um, what else has been going on? I think the iPhone is still. Kind of a big story for 2007. It's on a lot of people's Absolutely. Christmas lists. Christmas lists. Yep. Um, and I think that was that uh, last year. It seems it doesn't seem that long ago. It kind of pimped CES because the Mac yeah, World Expo was yeah, on at the same time right. as that was, CES. That was and, right this time. and only people were only talking about what was going on at Mac World. <laughs> exactly right. So I don't know if I doubt that's going to happen again because I think Mac World is after CES this year. Right. Um, but uh, I think. There's going to be some obviously my kind of my Mac conversation here. I think there's going to be maybe flash based some new thing coming from Apple. Mm-hmm. I guess the 3G iPhone is going to come in. Whether that's going to make a difference in Europe, I think so. No, I mean, it could bring flat rate data plans to to Europe. Well, that would be nice. I mean, the, the thing I learned about being in Japan in the last week is that uh, GSM phones just don't work there. Like there is no <laughs> there is no 2G phones at all. It's only 3G, yeah. which I didn't really realize. Uh, and so if it, you know if the iPhone, which would be there's such a seller in Japan, you've got to imagine, mm. uh, is going to take off at all. It has to be 3G. And the, the rumor is yeah. that May time frame, there's going to be a 3G iPhone. But definitely, I think this year, you're right. The theme has been, you know, in terms of user interfaces and interaction with mm. machines in new and different ways. You know, the I- iPhone's kind of revolutionized well, it's the, the way user we do experience that. has become kind of quite important because yeah. um, I think that's, that's, it's got to be easy and intuitive to use. I think that's fairly fairly obvious and the people just aren't interested in the technology yeah it's um, not about the technology it's what the technology can do for you mm, mm. indeed you say but still there's no hack out for the latest version of the the iPhone oh, really as well, that's the been like yeah. a while now um, that's a worry yeah I guess but they'll I think there's some argument where they need to have the new version so they can use that to discover the the changes uh, in the new right. and the existing one and I see. but so uh, but I'm happy because I've got one <laughs> thanks to you Ian <laughs> my pleasure James <laughs> um so, user experience, any predictions for 2008? Are we going to um, see new and wacky devices, new... I'm not sure we're going to see many amazing changes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there'll be more... I mean, I, I guess the, the PS3 is going to launch this TV adapter thing. Yep. Um, whether that's going to be amazing, I don't know. I heard a little bit of news yesterday that apparently that was just some sort of skunkworts project that some guy oh, did really? in his spare time in Sony and... <laughs> And then, then he demoed it, a, a sort of internal demo, and they said, oh, that's cool, we'll, we'll have a <laughs> we'll demo. We could sell that. <laughs> so it sounds like, you know, it's, I don't know, I, don't, I wouldn't leave my PS3 on the whole time. Um, it does consume the power of most yeah. of the coal stations in the UK. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a good heater. Um, no, but it's, it's cool. I think gaming, uh, I would hope to see, we're going to see better games coming out on the next-gen platforms that are really mm-hmm. quite cool, but there's mm-hmm. a massive gestation cycle. Yeah, so Spore is, is the now. one, and we've got yeah. the online networks for for Sony Home as mm-hmm. well. Hopefully that'll be out. So is Home out yet? Because no, nope. it's been a while, hasn't it? No, no, no. I'm still waiting for my uh, my webcam from or my eye of eye Sony Eye thing cam Fantastic. whatever for my game. We Fit, I think, is going to be hot at. Uh, yeah, that's going to be. Uh, did you that, presumably you could have bought that in Japan? I did you mean, it's surprising actually. I was on the Metro equivalent in yeah. Japan, and there's actually video ads for the We Fit 
while you're on the the actual oh, train. Uh, you look through the windows and they come out or they're on oh, screens. It's actually it's just on LCD yeah. screens. In I've the seen some cool train. ads on trains where you go along on the underground and they have, yeah, they have um, plasmas. Yeah, uh, Express. I don't know if you saw it in, in yeah. Hong Kong. They have them inside on the outside of the tunnel walls. Yeah. And as you drive along, I think synchronized they're static, the speed they're static the, images. But yeah, yeah. synchronised with the speed of the train so you actually see movement. That it's, is really cool. <laughs> it's quite cool. But <laughs> can't so. imagine how much that costs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, so the Wii Fit, it looks like, from the ads, it looks like heaps of fun. Yeah, and that obviously the Wii's the, the must-have thing in the US now. Uh, no, you can't US get them in the UK, UK. You can't buy them. You can't even buy the. Um, a, a buddy of mine's got one for his wife for Christmas, mm-hmm. and he said, "Look, can you can you lend me the controllers because I can't buy any of them either." Oh my goodness, um, that's so bizarre. It's like, uh, I mean, yeah, the the I mean, the articles are saying Nintendo's leaving a billion dollars on the table mm. from Christmas with people not being able to buy. But they're selling the like guaranteed to get one in January vouchers, so you can. It's right. like the a gift voucher oh, one week a gift voucher for a week Wii. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's definitely the uh, definitely the hot uh, the uh, hot game property to try and get for Christmas this year uh, I was in Australia this weekend uh-huh. uh, uh, I have talked them. previously mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah there's lots of lots of Wii's there talked previously about how uh, uh, my parents had got a Wii they'd been to my right. brother's place and seen it and, and yeah. went out and bought one and it is it is really strange to see my parents Sitting there playing video games in the <laughs> lounge room and being very excited about it. And they're playing, they're playing, uh, you know, the Wii Sports stuff. Yeah. Uh, but uh, also playing one of those brain training oh, games. Right, yeah. um, and it's actually very cool. Like they're they're competing and playing games and you know, checking their brain weight and it's actually brain weight. <laughs> <laughs> this is the other one. They're like there's a brain age and there's a brain weight. There's two different types of games. One's the uh, brain training. The other one's called. Can't remember what it's called. It's not one of those. <laughs> brain things. weight sounds good to me. <laughs> you just like, decapitate your partner, put the brain on the scales. That's exactly it's it's like, the picture of you brain. Like heroes with the guy slicing the guy's head off with your Wii. I can see uh, that. Your brain weight is going down. Good game. I'm sure there'll be a heroes game will pop out in these things, so you can. Uh, oh, absolutely. Whatever. But I guess the point is that you know you're just seeing a whole new mm. uh, demographic for gaming that you would never imagine could yeah. be possible. It's casual. I guess it's maybe it's the the monopoly or the risk of this day yeah is you can you can play games and it's quite acceptable to come around and have a let's bang on a game and have a play with it yeah it's a social thing and you know whilst i've always been disappointed in the wii not mm. taking any advantage whatsoever of the wireless in terms of cooperative play yeah you know in terms of actually community play mm. uh i mean last year i bought my uh my mama ds light right um did she play with it and they kind of played with it and you know the idea was to you know play some of those games but to be fair, the problem there is that it's a very it's a very solo thing. Mm. Like you're, yeah, you're doing yeah, it, yeah. And, and, and you've got no not very social. Yeah. When it's on a television, it's all about social networking. That's two thousand seven, right? That's right. right? Uh, social networking. Everyone can participate. They're mm. seeing what's going on. They can have a laugh about it. They can argue about what the right answer is. You know, it's yeah, all yeah. it all is part of a more community based thing. And I yeah, must admit, I mean, this Christmas I've bought gifts for people. You can buy gifts now with the Wii. There's been a software upgrade for the Wii and the PlayStation Three. That's right. Yep. You, you can, can buy Wii buy points games. for people. Yep. I don't know if you can buy Wii points for people in other countries. But there's, they've mm. got this incredibly complex thing on the Wii to get to find out their 16-digit oh. hex ID or something. So, uh, like my parents anyway. were going, well, how do we get, how do we get, uh, you know, the Mies on our Wii to be on your Wii? And I'm going, oh, well, you need the Wii number, take, and it's take, all complicated. Take the handset, uh, take the the Wiimote with you. That's the best way. Load it on the oh, Wiimote, right, take it with you, and punch great, it. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm getting some DS games for my nieces who wanted mm-hmm. DSs for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope they've got them because <laughs> I've got the games. Um, <laughs> And I'm buying a DVD. Interest, people who don't. Know, I'm buying a DVD player for my parents who don't have one. Believe it or not. Really? But Is I bought that a DVD. Someone in the yeah. I bought them a DVD. Um, 
just I said, you know, it was classic. Like, what's your favourite film? And it was some old film which I managed right. to find on Amazon. Got it. Right. You know, the long, very long tail stuff. Mm-hmm. Got it. Gave it to them. They don't have a DVD player, so it's not. Uh. But and then I I bought a DVD player for less than the cost of the DVD. Oh my goodness! Really? I mean, that's the beauty of Walmart for you. <laughs> there you go. It's incredible. Isn't um, and apparently, the, and the cheapest ones tend to play anything, so that's good. Um, a little more. It's turning into very game centric. The um, apparently Sonic the Hedgehog, the Golden Rings, come to the iPod, which I think is suddenly some. There must be a pretty good gaming SDK out there for the iPod. That's amazing if you can do that on an iPod. Yeah, like we're talking like generation. They're saying it's the most um, graphically rich game out there for the iPod today. That's amazing. How do you play Sonic with a... Well, you just go forwards and backwards. You're going forwards and backwards and jumping, so I guess oh, you yes, have yeah. to scroll wheel and... and it's $4.99. Yeah. Okay, so you haven't got it. generation iPods, in addition to classics and third generation nanos, it's four ninety nine from download from Would that work on your video it, iPod? Well, it should work on mine, so I'm going to give that a go. Yeah. That sounds have good. You got a, have you got Tetris or something? I mean, or that's comes with it. What, something what did you... Went, what did I buy? Some game I can't even remember. And there's oh, brain, Pac-Man. That's I think I there's a brain training one as well. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. I could do with some brain training. My parents are doing it. I'm going to get stuck, <laughs> in the, stuck in the dark ages if I don't keep up with this. Yeah. Um, Great. So, I mean, that's the other thing I expect we'll see in 2008 is that Apple will suddenly work out that the iPhone is not just a great phone, but it's a platform yeah, for applications that you can make a stack of money out of. I, mean, I must admit, I'm now befuddled by the number of applications on my iPhone. I've got really, this. So I downloaded this installer source, which is like all sources, and there's probably because they have this. Someone's written a, a good uh, application distribution framework and installer, mm-hmm. which you can just supply an XML um, file from your site. So basically, it's a crawler goes to each of these sites, picks up the XML, and says which which apps are oh there. Oh my goodness! Right, and there's probably two hundred apps. And there's just too many. <laughs> and you're going, and this is before they've got an SDK. And That's I don't amazing. think, I mean, I, I guess Apple might have to buy as Null River or something because I doubt they could get a better installer. Really? Is that good? <laughs> no, I mean, it needs a bit of fixing and stuff, but this is a kind of a, a black product for this company. Wow. Null River, I think, does, um, uh, they do kind of UPnP stuff. So you mm-hmm. can look at your stuff on your PC or your right. Mac on your Xbox 360 or your, um, your PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. Or indeed your Wii, I think, and they do right. they do PSP Connect stuff to make sure okay. you sync all so your they, stuff and convert videos stuff together. And yeah, they're good at yep. integrating things. Um, but they've done quite a good job for the the iPhone as well. Fantastic. Um, but there's uh, I've got uh, but I, I mean once you end up with four pages of apps, it gets a bit confusing. <laughs> you know, where's the phone? <laughs> it's in there somewhere. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, well, I mean, if if I mean Apple obviously are trying to control that market, so if they own the you know security certificates or whatever to get stuff on your iPhone, you can buy it through iTunes yeah. and. You could imagine that, uh, you know, and as soon as you get some sort of Bluetooth uh, GPS adapter for your There's a few iPhone. of those out as well. Oh, really? Some people, not blue, <laughs> they're not doing Bluetooth, actually. They've got to plug in things on the bottom. Right. Um, so people, there's also a guy's done a SIP voice, voice over IP stack. Oh, that would be great. Um, he's actually, there's one for the DS, in fact. Mm-hmm. Some guy said it's, a, it's just a SIP stack. So yep. he's saying he'll have that by New Year's Day. So wow, that'll that's be out fantastic. there. So we will see VoIP coming to the iPhone. We'll see GPS coming to the iPhone. That would be great because it's got Google Maps. You combine that with, you know, GPS. That would just be brilliant. Yeah, I mean, uh, the app just uh, tells you where you are. Um, well, yes. there's all, I think Google Maps. I saw they've got a, a new app, app in the UK where you can send. You can go to Google Maps in the UK if you're looking for a business, yep. and you can send it to your TomTom. You've got a TomTom. Yep. So you can you can send it to your TomTom. Oh, right. So when you sync your TomTom, it'll have this. 
that's cool. points of interest in there because I think that's the, the most poor thing I've seen for most uh, sat navs is the yeah. points of interest are rubbish. Yeah, exactly. It's so like fine when you want a petrol station, but aside from that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, one, one that's no longer there. <laughs> it's like, it's no longer here. Um, so what you need is you know you want to find the the best petrol station or you know where's I want to go to this yep. meeting at a pub somewhere. How do you, so now you can go to Google Maps, send send to my GPS. Right. Well, there's another prediction for 2008. I think we're going to see better. Uh, GPS devices like we're just starting to see yeah yeah, the ones that are now in three dimensions so you actually can Mm -hmm. uh, see the buildings that you're uh, driving through driving (laughs) by (laughs) (laughs) now we're seeing new uh, ways of describing where to go Uh, so there's some new 3D displays that actually displays on your actual uh, windscreen Mm-hmm. Sort of uh, big long arrow things oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. heads up stuff yep um Built into cars. I've always thought that's that would be a good idea. Heads up displays mm. anyway. You, you just have to have a bit of screen flipping projection. We just but in all light conditions, you can't really see it. Anything you saw in Japan, which they were doing weird yeah. stuff. You're going, what the hell are those people? On the trains, was everyone, everyone watching was, TV? Everyone had uh, devices of one sort or another. Everyone would be, they, they're all walking through the streets, tapping walking. on their mobile phones. Like everyone has a mobile the thumb phone. Thumb tribes. Yeah, yeah the thing, the thing I was surprised at in, in the shops when I looked at some of the mobile phone shops because my, my phone didn't work in Japan because yeah. I didn't have a 3D phone, uh, is that all the phones are big. Like, it's really? not like little tiny phones. They all have big screens. Uh, most of them have television. They were all demonstrating TV on them. The television looked great. Mm-hmm. Like, I had no problems watching the demonstrations in the, in the actual shops. So the screens are big. The phones are big. Sure. That's right, really. <laughs> well, then when you've got a population like that, and this is what, like 30 million people in Tokyo, so you can have, like, lots of little... Um, cells, Pico cells, everywhere. Mm. Lots of little cells and distribute video quite easily when you've got that sort of mm-hmm. population. Um, so yeah, I was I was surprised. Everyone says you know Japan's big on the take up of technology, but mm. I think that's was there Wi Fi everywhere? Uh, there was Ethernet everywhere. So in the hotel was Ethernet. In the you had to pay for it or was it all? No, it was all free. That's the way it should be. Was it charge you a thousand dollars for the room? Yeah, once once you're <laughs> in the room, it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think that's. I think we'll see more ubiquitous. I'd like to see in Europe flat rate data packages appearing, which are really flat rate. And there was yeah. a story about. I think we t- did we talk about it last time. This guy, this Canadian guy, student who uh, spent. Um, he got a phone bill for eighty five thousand uh, Canadian dollars. Eighty five thousand dollars because he bought a, a mobile phone with a data plan. Fixed right. all you can eat data plan mobile yep. mobile web browsing. Yep. He plugged it into his computer and was using it to download HD movies. My God. <laughs> and he thought, <laughs> well, it didn't say that I couldn't do that. And then he's and he got a it was a, like a fair use policy. And he was saying, Well, they cut my phone off if I spend overspend, you know, I'm not allowed to overspend, but data, yeah. bang. Eighty five what did oh, I mean you've heard that that like knocks the roaming iPhone things <laughs> into it. It does, yeah, absolutely. Um but he was clearly it was usable for him to download data I think mm. he was doing he's an oil worker in Alaska or something so right. you know, nobody else was using that cell site um, so I guess probably uh, a pretty good bandwidth then actually well yeah he probably did and it worked so I mean this is the bizarre thing you know so I took my uh, 3G um, Skype phone on my oh, recent, yeah, yeah. most recent trip around the place and uh, I gotta say there is a severe disadvantage in having um, pay-as-you-go plans right uh, because basically no one trusts you having a pay-as-you-go plan, so right. no one gives you any data, any connection, anything outside of your home country. Even on 3G in Hong Even Kong, it didn't work. Hong Kong didn't work. Japan didn't work. Nothing worked. Nowhere. Nothing worked anywhere in the history of the world. So it was, it was a small... Um, I could get, I could get uh, 2G light blue accessory. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it got no Wi-Fi on it, right? doesn't have Wi-Fi, which yeah. would have been okay. If I'd been able to get into Wi-Fi, I would have been able to do Skype, which is cool. So I heard Wi-Fi roaming's fairly ubiquitous in Hong Kong. I don't know in... Yeah, you're probably right. Like, you end up on Skype on a... I mean, if it had Wi-Fi, it would have been fine, but it didn't. In a so. dense urban environment, 
when Wi-Fi pretty. But then Wi-Fi doesn't really roam very well. It's good if you're, sta- if you're stationary, yeah, you can fine. go in, but you yeah. need to have some client. Yeah. And that, I think that's a Which challenge. is the advantage of WiMAX in that WiMAX is really there Wi-Fi. Is, plus there isn't plus. any. In the UK, there are two WiMAX towers. Really? One in Milton Keynes oh, and in one Australia, in... It's really? the country. Yep. What, well, you need? <laughs> <laughs> it's... it's uh, Ostar is rolling out WiMAX yeah, yeah. to all the country areas. So. Is there free data plans in... Uh, there's some pretty reasonable data plans. Oh, and all cities have WiMAX as well, so... There's a couple of there's a couple of different WiMAX providers. It's, it's ideal for Australia where you don't have great densities of people. Yeah, so that you can put up sense. a couple of towers and you're fine. Yeah. And you can actually have WiMAX is amazing. You can have like you can be kilometres from a tower, like really yeah. long distance, and still have bandwidth that's quite acceptable for email and that sort of yeah. stuff. So right. Really good for that sort of thing. Okie dokie. So that's so uh, 2007, the the year that was. The year that was. What a great year, indeedy. As usual, didn't turn out anything like what we expected. <laughs> Uh, but all very interesting all the way and uh, thanks to everyone who's been listening to us during the year we really appreciate yeah. all your support questions happy feedback. holidays and uh, have a great break over the next few weeks send, us, have a bit of a send break. us your tips for CS to uh, feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com that would be great I'm going to pop in a show just before CS and then uh, probably have a week or two's break as, as James goes on holidays yep. and I'm at CS uh, but then we'll be back and back and running in the new year talking about all the stuff that's happening uh, so thanks for listening to us during the year. We look forward to having you listen to us in 2008. Yeah, for Podcast 66. Indeed. <laughs> All, All right. For now, let's bye from Ian. And bye from James. Cheers. Cheers.